Chelsea Frank. It is I, your host, Chelsea Frank. Joining me this week is a fellow comedian and traveler duo, Mike Siegel. <laughs> Mike is a professional stand-up comedian, TV host, and actor. For nine years, he hosted the weekly TBS movie Extra and has hosted several other HGTV and Game Show Network shows. He has performed stand-up on Last Comic Standing, Late Late Show, Late Friday, Comedy Showcase with Louis Anderson, Stand Up Stand Up, and Friday Night on NBC. He was also a recurring panelist on Chelsea Lately. Okay. <laughs> and his half-hour comedy special, Have Jokes Will Travel, can currently be seen on drybarcomedy.com and YouTube. He also tra- has his own travel podcast called Travel Tales. This is One Busy Dude. Welcome to the podcast, Thank Mike. you. Thanks oh, for having me. Of course. Thank I you didn't know you were going to do the whole full uh, club intro. Like, uh, I you mean... Know. Look, you Actually, sh- a club intro would have been like two things. No, it would have been like, yeah. I, what's his name again? Late Show. Yeah. yeah. Who, 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 I, who am I bringing him up? Yeah. Who, who is it? Yeah. And then you'd get it wrong. Then you'd get the right. name wrong. Uh, Miguel? I don't know. <laughs> I've gotten no, them all. Yeah. No, Seagal. I mean, look, I, you're a man who's done a lot. I want people to know. Well, this I'm 72 is years old. That's why. You I'm, look great for 72. Thank you. I moisturize. Who's your guy? Who's your plastic <laughs> surgeon? Let me know. I am not 72, everybody. Listen. No. You think I would bring on an Alta Cocker? Ah. Come on, this is for the Gen Z. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. No, but thank you. You slept all the way from Santa Monica. I know. It was was like a mile and 1.6 miles. That is unheard of in this city. I will be charging you for the gas. And let me just say, for uh, anybody who's going to be doing your show in the future, I gave you, I gave, I gave Chelsea like any day this week. I was like, I'm fine. I'm wide open. I just got back into town, and she goes, Don't worry. There's plenty of parking on my street, except. For street sweeping, which is Thursday, 1 to 3. What? And I parked blocks away. Oh, my God. I'm so, so sorry. So which day did you pick? Thursday at 1. Oh, my God. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everybody I park- is parked on one oh, side of the street. I'm, I'm way by the Ralphs. I'm like way over oh there. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. What and by way bitch. over there, folks, it's like a block and a half. You know it's what? I wanted hard. you to get some vitamin D before we started. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I of literally anytime, had- 3 o'clock would have been perfect. I had no idea because I park in my garage. I don't know. So for future reference. Oh, my God. I'm the worst. You actually picked the worst time what of the a week. Bitch. But that's okay. All right. Do you think we'll be able to bounce back? From I'm this, okay. This I mean, over? I've recovered. Okay. A little heat stroke on the way in. It's actually beautiful. Do you want some tequila? Will that fix things? That fixes everything. Okay. But no, thank you. Okay, fine. Um, Mike, I'm really glad you agreed to do this podcast. I I think it's fun. I you know you also were doing the comedy and travel. Yeah. Bridge, which is cool. I thought I was original, but I guess <laughs> nothing in this fucking world or town is original one, anymore. One kind of leads to another. I don't know how long you've been doing comedy how long have you been doing 10 years okay did you ever like like hit the road full-time like no you do? okay no no that you're, was like kind of my intro into travel and solo travel really I mean it was just kind of like one kind of leads to another once I left my day job and I was like on the road 40 weeks a year it's like oh yeah. it's not a big stretch to go from there to oh maybe I'll go to Australia <laughs> right I was a writer who be started doing stand-up to get more writing jobs okay and then got writing jobs and that was kind of like you know um, but yeah, I feel you now. Yeah. Okay. 
Before we get into today, we're going to have, I have a bunch of questions for Mike. You're going to hear all about his life, his comedy, <laughs> his travel. But we always start with a few opening questions, just so that the listeners can really get to know you. Okay. You know? It's important to we, we, we start light. So my opening question for you, if you're willing, is what is the most epic diarrhea story you have <laughs> while traveling? Let's just start okay. light. Casually. Right to it. Yeah. Right to the scat. Yeah. Tell me about right. your bowel movements. This was, uh, it was India. Of course. And yeah, which is very common. And, you know, I, I have these like food poisoning discussions a lot on the show because they just come up. Yeah. You know, for anybody who travels internationally, it's going to hit you. Right. At some point. And I got a pretty good stomach. Like I eat pretty much anything. I mean, I, I love spicy food. I'll eat street food in Cambodia, you know, from a vendor, whatever. It, I've never had a problem. And then I was in a, group tour for about two weeks in India and in that time there was about 12 of us in the group and in that time like everybody got sick at some point and I was one of the last ones I was like I think I'm, I'm gonna make it I think I'm gonna make it, it was like Russian roulette every time he came down for breakfast like who's gonna be today who's knocked out oh today like it the first day we were on a bus going around you know between city to city in India which is you know it's hard was there a bathroom on a bus uh no okay which was <laughs> a big mistake because some English woman was on. And, like, the first day, just – can we swear on here? We, we could – yeah, who am I yeah. talking to? This so is she shit herself on the, yeah. on the bus. Like, no, we had to pull over the bus. She had to run out into a field and basically, you know, shat herself in the – you know, so on the first day when we're meeting everybody. <laughs> so we had to go back and get her luggage and oh. she had to change in the weeds. It was bad. So that's how the trip started. Okay. So – after about a week and a half, I think, I, I think I'm going to make it. And then we were, I remember it was Christmas Day. We were in, uh, uh, no, some, wherever the, the town, I want to say Ahmedabad, but that's not it. It's a really well-known one. They shot Octopussy, the James Bond movie there. There's this hotel in the lake, and uh, it's pretty well-known. So, and I'm Udaipur? embarrassed not, I can't remember it. Udaipur? Udaipur. That's we where I lived. I lived in India for a while. I lived in Udaipur. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you know it. Yeah. I but shat you all remember over the octopus octopusy signs are everywhere. I shat all over that city <laughs> the entire time I lived okay, there. Okay. Well, you so know. So I know. Yeah. So we, we, we're in Udaipur, and, you know, they make, like, this big Christmas deal for us, you know, at the restaurant. And, and then I was just, uh, as we were walking to the place that night, I went, eh, something mm, doesn't feel right. And then uh, I just went. I'm going to leave dinner early. They had a cake and everything. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go back to the hotel. And, you know, I had heard the term projectile vomiting uh, before, like thought it was an exaggeration. But, no, I was like, I could have been across the room to the to the toilet. I was just, like, violently throwing up. And it was coming out both ends. E everything was Was it, was it a projectile nightmare. shitting, too? Pretty much. Was I it mean like the shit was coming <laughs> out and like squirting across, like a like a squirt I didn't gun? measure it. And like I sat for that, but like I didn't make it vomiting wise. Oh and my god! So that whole night it was just, it was brutal. I mean, they heard me down the hall, like like <laughs> the people the next. And thank God we weren't traveling. The next day was Boxing Day. We were spending the day there, so I could just stay in a hotel that thank God had air conditioning, and I it was all day just laying in bed watching the three channels that they had, and two of them had cricket all day long. How long did it last? Um, being in bed, I mean, the whole next day I was in bed. Okay, so you're like 24 hours of just like 
that was really bad. But then the next couple of days, you're like gingerly stepping. Oh, yeah. I'll have a cracker. I'll yeah. have some bread. You know? And I you ease your way back in. So it took about three, four days to really come back. I lived there for a while. I remember one time I was at a restaurant in, in Udaipur, and I bit into something, and there was half a maggot oh. <laughs> in the food. And I swear to God, I was... I felt every emotion at the same time. <laughs> it was horrifying. But I shat all over that goddamn city. Oh, yeah. That, they probably <laughs> think American girls are absolutely disgusting because I, sh- I shat in the lake. But I the people the do it. The people do it. They, they go outside like everywhere. bags of shit, like, floating. They're, like, bathing. I don't want to be, like, insensitive, but I will say no, it, it, it is the truth. No, it's hard. It's a hard. But it's the truth. Like, like the yeah. thing is, is, like, it's not a judgment. It is true that people will bathe in the lake and also shit in the lake, and it's very close to one another. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, feels like it's defeating the purpose. It's <laughs> Yeah, India's... I mean, it's a, it's a place of extremes, you know. I tell people like that. It's it's still, there's amazing beauty to it and, and uh, incredible places, yeah. but it's also the worst poverty I've ever seen. And yeah. And I've been to some really poor places, and I haven't seen conditions like right like that so it's 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 tough there's just so many people there's too. too many it's, it's too, too many, many pe- people i tell people it's just like you want to cut birth control okay let me take you to a place True. where a billion people are in one place it's and see how you want to live that way it's a lot it's a lot um yeah. so that was my worst that was my worst uh well mike story. thank you for your vulnerability well, we sure. have known each other for all of five <laughs> minutes and i'm so glad that i know you inside out already it's great um okay inside mike, out my inside sure. <laughs> out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my second opening question is: Do you have any like epic like? F- have you gotten into a huge fight with someone while traveling? And if you don't have a fighting story, like just your biggest pet peeve while traveling with someone? My first, the only fights I've really had. I mean, I'm pretty selective now. Like with who you, you travel know, with, with yeah. who you travel with. You have to be. Um, but my first time out of the country, I never left the country till I was 21 after college. You know, doing the six week backpack thing around Europe, you know, with the URL pass and the whole thing. But I went with like three other guys from college who I knew pretty well. But and I'm from the Midwest and, and uh, you know, just a little state school. We were trying to do this on a really low budget. Mm-hmm. None of us had really traveled before, but one guy had been out of the country, I think. But uh, after about a week of like, we would, we would go from, you know, we, we want to see as many countries as we can. Right. And that's a rookie mistake because you're seeing nothing. You know, you're we're getting off and we're, you know, taking photos of stuff, of statues and churches that I don't even know where the hell we're at. And I said after about a week and a half, I just stopped on a street. I think we were in Vienna or something. I went, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't. <laughs> I don't even know what we're looking at. I'm tired. Uh, we were getting on each other's nerves and, so, and I'm just like, we need to take a break. So we slowed down a little bit. And that was the first time we kind of like split up. We, we agreed to meet like a week later somewhere down the road. And this is pre-cell phone and pre-internet, you know, really. So it was like, I don't know how we were going to meet up. We had a plan. We had a vague plan of like reservations and I don't know. But uh, that was the first time I actually traveled by myself in a foreign country, even that little stretch. And it was eye-opening and it like changed my life. And I met a guy in a hostel who was a Canadian guy who I'm still in contact with today, like 30 years later. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, and it's like uh, I realized, oh, I never would have met this guy and gone out of my – we stayed in our own little bubble, you know, right. as friends. Yeah. And it forced me, oh, I have to meet other people. I have to, like – and it was great. And then I s- that's when I vowed the next time I left I was going to go solo somewhere. 
Yeah. Because I didn't even know you could do it. I would meet people and I was clueless. Did just you like, do you prefer traveling alone now because of that? Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot I like about it. I'm trying to learn to travel with others. Like I've just come off three weeks with um, uh, my girlfriend, which, you know, was our first big. Actually, we did three weeks before, but. You know, it's a great test. <laughs> How'd it go? Okay, so what happened? How'd it go? It went fine. It, was, it went great. Okay. We had done weeks together before, but it was like going back to Florida, see, you know. Yeah. She had to go on business, then yeah. go to New York, and then, get, you know, it wasn't like. Is she an extensive traveler, too? So she, she's been places. She hasn't gone nearly as many as I have, or we have, probably, because, you know, we're not normal. Okay, so you <laughs> just got back from a trip, so where did you go, and, like, what did you guys do? Uh, well, we went for a, a few days seeing friends in Brooklyn on, the, on our way out to Portugal. A uh, couple of guests that I interviewed on my podcast, they started a hotel. It's like two hours south of Lisbon. And it's only like six, seven a boutique hotel. It's called Quinta Camarena. If people can look it up. Nice. Um, but they do, they were doing like a wine, a yoga retreat. Just not serious. It was actually called the not so serious wine yoga retreat. And they invited us out and it was wow. like, all right, we'll go. And it was great. I had been to Portugal before, but my girlfriend hadn't. So it was kind of like, it was really cool to see. So we went to Porto, which I had never been, uh, Lisbon. And then we went to this retreat. And then we went back to Lisbon for a night. And then we went to the Amalfi Coast. We flew to Italy, Amazing. Naples for a night, and then down in Sorrento. And then back to Rome for three nights and then back here. So, so it was three weeks in all. So you just made out for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. You're just like well, we did get sick. Speaking of, uh, we weren't, it wasn't diarrhea or anything, but we caught colds and I tested know. negative for COVID, but it was just like Oh, you got one of those retro illnesses. Yeah, just old school, just yeah. travel cough. Vintage, you know? vintage sickness. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, but uh, we got along well, and that, that was good. That's, that's nice. That's good. Okay, but again, so it's we'll easy. It's hard not to get, I mean, you're in Italy. I, I mean, know. You can't I, really go wrong. If you're fighting in Italy, I, it's like, <laughs> right. look at your relationship. Maybe this isn't it. I, if good. she was the type of person to, like, you can sniff those people out who would be, yeah. really, you're going to be high maintenance at the Amalfi Coast. I mean, Amazing. <laughs> I mean, come on. It is, it is iconic. It's one of those things where it's like, it's so tourist. And yeah. I feel like a lot of travelers, especially people who've traveled a lot, are like, oh, it's, you know, whatever, everyone goes. And it's like, just because something's touristy doesn't mean There's it's not reason amazing. It is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, people who just like to hate on, like, popular bands or popular music because it's popular. And it's like... There's a reason it's popular. Yeah. It's awesome. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it has everything. The Amalfi Coast, if you've never been or if you're, like, a new traveler, or even if you have been a lot of places, like, it's one of those places you just have to see before you die. Yeah. It's so – it's got everything. It's got the food. It's got the wine. It's got hot people. It's got the fashion. It's got the beauty. It's got yeah. the nature. It's, it's got, got the water. It's got the beach. It's yeah. got everything. You know, boating, uh, islands. And, it, yeah, it, it's It's a great food. place it to go get pregnant, I will say. Wow. I don't know from experience. I am not <laughs> pregnant. But I will say, <laughs> I would like to get pregnant in the Amalfi Coast. We did see a lot of honeymooners. Yeah. There's always going to be that. There. Oh. I mean, and, and in Rome and stuff. I mean, we saw a lot of Americans. Unfortunately, I tried to get away from them, but, uh, you know, there were a lot of people. Because so you've traveled people so are much. Back. Do you They're think back. that Americans are the most – I saw in one of your in, – in some of your stand-up, you talk a lot of shit about Australians, which I love about oh, you. Oh, I don't uh, – lovingly. Lo I love No, no, no. I mean, uh, yeah. if you're Australian listening, don't send my case. <laughs> but – do you find Americans to be the most annoying population of travelers on the road? No, it depends on where you're going. I mean, we're, we're annoying just because um, the thing that, that works against Americans, A, we tend to be the loudest people in the place. Yeah. 
which is never a good thing. That's, I mean, it, it, I, I, I identify. Yeah. I'm also Jewish, so it's yeah, like the double so whammy of loud is just, it is what it is. If I could give one, yeah, one piece of advice, just like keep it, keep, never be the loudest person in the place. Fair. And Americans always uh, tend to be really loud. Um, and after that, it's just a matter of like, A, being ignorant of the place you're going to and arrogant about it. You know, it's, it's like kind of, it's that ignorance combined with arrogance. I don't know shit about your country, but let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Right. You know? 100%. <laughs> and, and that kind of thing, and that's bad. But, you know, we have that reputation around it, but it, it depends on where you're going, too. I mean, if people that go to Cancun and, you know, during spring break are a much different crowd than someone who's kind of backpacking through Asia. Totally. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're going to be more respectful. It's like the Brits have a bad reputation as well, you know, and uh, the kind of Brit that goes to Spain and, and, you know, gets drunk and pisses all over the beaches there. My kind of Brit. Yeah. <laughs> and ruins the beaches of Spain <laughs> is the kind of, is a different one than someone who's like, you know, Totally. Going hardcore through Africa by themselves. You know, that's. You so, know. so if you're on like a stag do, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, bachelor. Sorry, I'm so cultured that I threw out the stag do. Stag do. The I like head it. party. Head I'm party. so cultured. I know all the terms. But we have the same thing. You know, we yeah. go to Vegas. Yeah. They we go to right. Prague. Right. You know? It's <laughs> like you're on like a big bachelor weekend. You're going to be annoying. Like yeah. it is what it is. But. I do think that's great advice. Don't always don't be the loudest person in the uh, room, especially and, if you're in like a church yeah. or something. If you're in like a holy site or like you're in a place that's supposed to be like people are trying to pray or like yeah. people are trying to have an emotional experience, maybe shut the fuck up once in a while. And now and now the Chinese and the Russians are kind of taking the heat off us uh, in a lot of ways because yeah. they're getting around a bit. And thanks Russia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get them a little. I give them a little bit of a break because uh, they're, uh, I mean, it's basically new money. These are people that haven't traveled really that much mm. in, in their culture. So you hope maybe the, the younger generations will be a little little cooler and a little more worldly than they're because they go in big groups. Yeah. A lot of them, they don't speak any other language other than Russian or Chinese. Um, and they stay within themselves. Mm. They can kind of overrun a place. Mm -hmm. um, they're not always respectful of uh the locals, mm -hmm. litter is a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of you know the uh, Russians drink a lot, and that can get it has it leads to its own set of problems. So uh, yeah, they're getting a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, so. But you've been you've been to like a almost a hundred countries. You said. Yeah, I think that's I, wild. Well, I've had some time, but yeah, I no, mean you got to make a young buck like you. Well, How I didn't have any. I didn't have any kids. Oh, that so helps. That, that will do it. Oh, my God. Mazel tov on getting through <laughs> life without any kids. Yeah. Do so you think you'll stay the course on not having kids, or do you think you'll want to have kids eventually? Uh, no, I think at this rate, that is, that is kind of past. Oh, my God. Mazel. Do you have dogs? Uh, I know. My girlfriend does, though. Do you guys don't live together yet? No. Oh. Oh. Is this a new relish? Well. How long has it been? Uh, about a year and a half. <gasps> Hot. Yeah. Okay. Well, COVID screws everything up, too. It, it does. It's kind of like it's been. Expedite. There was like a year. You know, we had two years. It kind of like, uh, I don't know where it went. You know, it's just like what? It still feels like 2020. It's weird. Yeah, it's I like know. Two years disappeared off the <laughs> our history books. It feels so long ago, and it also feels like it was one, right? one long day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree. I don't know what happened. So it's like I probably would have been past 100 now if it wasn't for COVID. I had like. We well, don't have too many left. There's a, there's a lot, but there's a dirty dozen that I have to hit that. You know. What's number one on that bucket list for, you know? 
Egypt is up there. Egypt and Morocco. I still haven't been. <gasps> Morocco is so yeah. vibey. I mean, that's the word I would use for Morocco more than anything. It's vibey yeah. as all hell. You hate me right now. You're looking at vibey. me like you fucking monster. <laughs> the look he just gave me was like, I hate it's you. It's vibey. He's like, are you 17? <laughs> Grow the fuck up. It is vibey. It is vibey. Why do you think all these places are trying to do like Moroccan fusion to wherever you are? Oh, no, I you know. You go to hotels and like they're all like, it's Moroccan inspired. I'm like, no, you have a tile and a lantern. <laughs> yeah. And but they're and like, a hookah. And a hookah. And you're like, yeah, but it's vibey. And it's like, I get it. I get yeah. it. But Morocco is vibey. Sorry to say it. Okay, Mike, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep hey, saying it. It's a vibe I like. It's so a vibe I'll I like. It's, it's, I'll check it it's out. great. The people are so cool. Yeah. It's gorgeous. The food's cool. It's just a great place. If I, I had more time on this last one, because, you know, being in Portugal, you're so close. It's like, mm, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> just, we could just kind of pop over. Yeah. We did. It just didn't work out this time. So, um, we chose the Amalfi Coast instead, I guess. You know. Honestly, you didn't choose wrong. Yeah. Um, um, so there and, well, mainland China. I, I've been to Hong Kong and Taiwan a couple times each, but I haven't been to mainland China. Mm-hmm. And COVID kind of screwed that up. Uh, Russia was on there, and now that's kind of screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, For the time being. Yeah. Chile, I still haven't been to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the Galapagos. Oh, my God. I'm dying to go to the Galapagos. Yeah. That looks amazing. That's a big one. That's a big one. I don't Nepal, I still haven't been to. Oh. Um, I don't want to do that one. Bhutan. I wanted to get to. Oh. But that's a harder one. You can get there. Me and Mar, I wanted to, but I think I missed my window on that one. Politically. Things a change. A coup will ruin that. Things change. Yeah. Um, as you see, as you see, in a day, things can sh- completely change. Um, okay, so out, of, so out of those hundred places, do you have any top? Like, what are your top three that you've been to that you think so everyone? That's the hardest question. Yeah, I, you know. but that speaks to you the most. But it comes to your mind. Th- that's why I give three and not one because it's impossible yeah. to do one. A lot of them are like uh, food related, <laughs> and right. I'm not a foodie, but I mean, it's a big part of traveling, you know, yeah. where you go, and then you look forward to. I don't obsess over food, but boy, sometimes the countries I go to is like, man, I can't wait to eat everything. And so Italy and Thailand would be right up there, high, mm-hmm. and lifestyle and everything like that. I was. Um, let's do those. Okay, anywhere you wouldn't go Italy. back. We um, don't have to go negative too much if you don't want to, but if anywhere you wouldn't go back, where you're like, ah. Eh. I'd spend your money elsewhere. Honestly, now that I, you know, I grew up in Chicago, and now that I've lived in California for uh, over 20 years, um, the Caribbean doesn't have much appeal to me anymore. Um, When I lived in shit weather, yeah, it was great. You know, we'd go down there and sit around a beach, and and especially doing cruises now for the last five years, it has kind of ruined the islands for me. Oh, my God. uh, They all kind of... And this is just my opinion, but they all kind of run together after a while. I don't know where I'm at. Culturally, there's not much. They all have the same story. Mm-hmm. There was, like, local, you know, uh, native people that were there for thousands of years, and Columbus came and killed them all. Yeah. They brought in slaves to work the rubber and sugar plantations. Uh, for the next 200 years, they were fought over by the Dutch, the British, the French, and the Americans. And now 5% of people own stuff on the island. Everybody else is really poor. Yeah. And once you really peel back the... Get off the tourist track and see how the locals kind of live. It's like, this is not right. And you're <laughs> like, really what am nice. I supporting here exactly? Yeah, and yeah. it's really hot. And um, and I'm a diver too, and so I that part I like. The water's nice, but the reefs are really damaged. And but that's true of the world. But um, yeah, there's just a lot of it. Just kind of like 
you'll be on a ship, and cruises are the worst for this because you'd be like, wh- where were we? Was that just St. Thomas or St. John or St. whatever? Yeah. Or like you don't even – Yeah. It looked I'm all the same after a I'm while. I'm not a big fan of cruises. But no, cruises you – I, I mean – I just had somebody on who was money, like all about cruises, and I was like, yikes. Um, wait, yeah. hold on a second. Okay. We have to talk about this because you did stand up on cruises. Yeah. Which I feel like is a network of comedians that have like been through war. Yeah. Like it's like a like it's like when I know like certain comedians who've done cruises, you get them together and they're like, We've been through the worst <laughs> yeah. of humanity. What was it like to do stand up on a cruise? Where did you do? Where did you guys go? What was tell me a little bit about well, that? Well, I never did I never considered doing them. Like until so I did last comic standing and that aired on NBC and they uh, an older comic that I knew who now lives in Florida he did cruises for like thirty years and he's now working for an agency that uh, he saw me on there and he calls me up you ever think you're doing cruises and I was like well not till I was seventy <laughs> I mean yeah, seriously yeah uh, he's like well they've changed now and stuff like that and but the business has changed really and unless you can draw people. On the road. I mean, for the amount of TV I've done, and I've done a bit, I never became like a draw to sell tickets on the road for whatever reason. I kind of stopped doing stand-up for a few years. And so it just kind of like got me off the club loop mm-hmm. around. But now if you can't sell tickets and however reason, I mean, whether you're a YouTuber or whatever it is, uh, then the clubs are not going to headline you really. I mean, unless you're really established and been – you know, a, a draw or some way. And I get it. They got a business to run, mm-hmm. but. They got to get butts and seats. <coughs> yeah. And to go back and to get your, take myself out of it for 10 years and all of a sudden, hey, I'd like to come back. And I'm like, well, we forgot who you were. It's like, well, I did this. It was like, yeah, a lot of people have done that. And so, and the club money hasn't really gone up in 20 years or yeah. more. And cruises pay a lot. And I was like, okay, give me, a, I'll try it out. But. If you're used to clubs and going into cruises is uh it's a learning curve, man. It's really you got to be super clean. Yeah. Um no politics, no religion, no any of that. Anything controversial, anything too graphic or But also be hilarious because if you bomb And be funny. Yeah, and be funny. And if you bomb, then you got to fucking eat pancakes at the buffet yeah, bar. Yeah. And you with share the elevator with them and It's so awkward. It's I awful. can't imagine like a more like yeah. cringy experience. So have you ever – so wh- what cruise did you do? Like, where were you guys going? I've done a, I've oh. done many, many. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in the winter, a lot of them. It's the Caribbean. Yeah. Or the Mexico side. Yeah. You know, going up, you know, Port Vallarta and all that. And then in the summer, a lot of Alaska. But the coolest ones I've done, I did go to Antarctica. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. That's the and only that cruise I would do. Super high end. Le- this was on um, Seabourn, which is like five-star – kind of cruise so it, when it was small it was like 450 passengers which is small for a ship if it's think about antarctica if it's over 500 passengers you can't get off the ship are it you doing comedy every night on the no every every week is different like some i'll only do in the seven day cruise i'll maybe do two nights okay and you some guys just three, hang for the rest of the yeah t- it's a nice. lot of downtime that's a lot. fun though did you it have is you not fun. have you ever had you get yeah. a lot of reading done yeah, a lot of soul searching. Have <laughs> yeah. you ever had like a bad experience doing shit? Like, did you ever bomb sure. really hard? Oh yeah, but no, I never got booed or anything like that. I've never just eating shit, just and then you have to fucking hang out with these people by the yeah. pool, and yeah. you're surrounded by like three thousand miles of water, and you have nowhere to go. I would die. <laughs> I would actually fucking die. It's a lot of time in the room. Oh my god. But I've learned like there's certain ways to avoid crowds, yeah. and because yeah. 
Uh, so I will go, like when you go to the gym, this is a lesson for anybody who wants to avoid people in a, on a cruise, go to the gym around like 6.30 at night. Okay. Because either people are at the early seating, they're already eating dinner, or they're getting ready to go up. So that's when like all like the crew is working or working out and, like, and it's dead in there. So that's a good way to avoid them. Okay. Um, but have yeah. you been like heckled while you're doing like a <coughs> cruise thing? Heckled, or, like, no. But any, the pro any, any problem is it's all ages. Oh, so you like a six-year-old in there? Yeah, yeah. You can have three generations, like a grandpa oh. sleeping in front of you, and then kids running around and just bored off their asses. You know, it just like because they'll have a magician on too, and they they don't know, and it's all free to them. So I asked an older comedian before I did him, I was like, okay, you any tips for me? He's like, if they get up and leave, don't say anything, because you don't know why they're leaving. They could have like. Uh, you know, dinner reservations, they could be going to the karaoke show, they might have to go to the bathroom, they don't know. You don't know and, and they don't want to be picked on, so don't pick on them. It's not a comedy club. You That's know, they didn't so they weird. didn't buy tickets to a comedy show, they bought a cruise. You're just part of the entertainment, like the, uh, you know, the guitar player. Is that whatever. Was that weird for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird because someone, you know, gets up in the middle of your set in a club, you, you can yeah. rail his ass, yeah. you know, you can, where the fuck do you think you're going right. or whatever. Or if they're on their phone or something, <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, I mean, you're so rude. Right. Like, you know, but it's like, fuck you, dude. I'm just here to fucking, you know, see the polar bears yeah, or whatever the hell they Yeah, that's it. Are. So, and, and they take those, and they complain, and, they, and you know, it's a big corporations that own these things, and they take those comment cards really seriously. Unlike a club again, where they're <laughs> like, they just want your <laughs> email so they can send you whatever, you know. So is, like, cruise comedy a lot of, like, um, crowd work or, like, just doing, like, travel stuff? Crowd work is Luckily, dangerous, you too. you have a ton of travel... Uh, yeah, stand up, and, and it kind of grew on that because you would get a lot of uh, international people. You get a lot of yeah. I mean, if they're not English speaking, that's it. Yeah. I mean, because again, back to the Chinese, there's something I call the Wall of China, which is like uh, five minutes into your act, like a wall of like people get up and leave, <laughs> oh and it's God. all the Chinese because they can't understand you. Aww. They just showed up thinking, oh, maybe maybe it'll be visual or yeah. something, and <laughs> then they realize, nope, yeah. can't understand a thing, and they just get up and leave. So we just got to let them. And not Let saying go. anything. God, that's crazy. But, yeah. And that must uh, have been insane. It's hard to do. I mean, so. Did you like it? Like, all in all, would you do it again? I didn't. I still do it. Oh, like, you still I do got it. one in a couple weeks. Where are you going? Um, I have to fly to Hawaii. And this is, I'm doing something I vowed I never would. But you got to pay for a trip to Europe. So, I got <laughs> I got uh, bills to pay. So, I, I'm flying to Hilo, Hawaii, the big island. Mm -hmm. And then I'm getting on the ship. And I'm doing a Hawaii crossing, which is five days at sea, not getting off, just looking out in the middle of the ocean. How do you not have, like, like I, when I, the go insane? The very I hate it. The very few cruises I've been on, and like ugh, most of them, I had to go on one that was like a music festival cruise for work. For I was doing like, oh, which one was that? Is that the rock boat? Groove cruise. Okay. A it buddy of mine did one called the rock boat, and I joined him on it. Oh, my God. And that was. Uh, it was like four days out of Miami. Groove Cruise was an EDM music festival on a boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the worst. Fucking five days of people just like doing <laughs> a ton of drugs. <laughs> yes, all over the boat. Oh, that's a nightmare. It was so loud. People were wasted on every drug imaginable Wh all throughout the like. What were you doing on it? Covering it for Up Rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I had to like pretend like I was into it. And I don't like cruises anyway. Right. But I was like, all right, I'll do it. Like it's. 
you know, I haven't really done like a music festival on a boat, which is actually my worst nightmare. And I was like, but this will be funny at least because I will go into it hating it. Um, I will say that, you know, everyone gave me so many drugs, which was <laughs> really fun. I brought this guy I was dating at the time who I was like about to break up with. And I was like, okay, great. One last hurrah. Um, is that a wise idea? Haven't we learned anything from... I know. Traveling with people he we really don't want to be with. And he also was a photographer. So he was like, I was like, mm, I'll get some really good, like, cute, <laughs> glamour shots on this <laughs> boat. And I was like, okay. Uh, might as well, you know, get the perk of this as I can. Get some glamour shots. But uh, it was it was pretty cray. It was pretty cray. I was like this. And then I went and saw a buddy of mine was the, like, I don't remember who it was. I do, I do remember... I knew the comedian who was doing the because it was like that. That especially they had a comic. They had a comic oh. on the on board, and I was like, people just tripping balls in front of you. I don't know. But I don't know what's worse than having the old people and the kids or exactly. That. And there were a lot of old people still too. This what was, I know, there was some old grannies who honestly, I always find the old people on any. In any anywhere I go, I want to hang out with the old people. They're the most fun. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They are like, I'm rich or I'm old or whatever. I don't care. I'm retired. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get my pussy eaten. Like these old ladies <laughs> were just like so going harder than anyone else. That's they were so fun. Um, but yeah, I felt so bad for the guy. It was a nightmare. I was like, this oh, is. Oh, that's really bad. Because people, yeah, they're on drugs. They're like hallucinating. They don't even know if you're real. One guy was like, are you really there? And he was like. <laughs> I'm super here. Also, I'm not on TV, so like they can hear, everyone can hear you. Please shut up. Oh, so I have awful. respect for you. Good Thank for you. you. You're doing you're doing the real legwork. <laughs> yeah. We we appreciate you. Um, it could be much. I'm not digging ditches or anything, but but I'm not one of those guys who do like you know the lifers are doing like 40 weeks a year and stuff. Like I can't do. I do like maybe 10 to 12 weeks a year. I maybe. think that's a lot. Like that's like that's yeah. That's it's still it's it's a lot of travel and it's uh, once you're on that boat though. It's like. Do you bring your girlfriend ever? Uh, I have not, but you know, with COVID, we couldn't uh, do it. No they weren't ones. allowing guests, but now they're starting to, so we might take one. But again, you know, she she's never been on a cruise before, and we'll see. Oh my <laughs> no, god, it's not for everybody. Amazing. It, it ain't for everybody. Incredible. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your travel writing. Okay. Um, I really loved like you you wrote for this one piece of yours about when you rented your place your Airbnb, oh that was on my your, your yeah. Airbnb experience to Sid and Nancy yeah. <laughs> of Sex Pistol fame. So can you please talk a little bit about that? So seems like a crazy story. I had been using Airbnb for a couple of years as a traveler, so and I was always like the best uh, guest. You know, I always get the greatest reviews. I would just I, I clean it meticulously before I leave. It's like yeah, you you wouldn't even together. know I was there. Yeah, you have your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I made the wrong assumption of thinking, oh, most people are like me. No, they're not. And so I had a spare bedroom in my old place, which was in Mid Wilshire in, uh, in LA. And uh, so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll pay it forward. You know, I'm going to have a cheap place for people to, like, you know, they can uh, come and stay. It's, it was a nice place. So they have a spare bedroom. So it wasn't a separate entrance, you know, so they, we had to live together, which was the first mistake. If you're going to rent out your place, try to get out, you know, a place where they can come and go and oh you don't God. have to, yes. you know, <laughs> place in the back, a shed in the backyard, whatever it is. So uh, the first was a couple from Australia, speak of which, they were great. And the second, this couple came in and I took a chance on him. He didn't have much of a history on Airbnb. And, uh, all right. But they came in and they just... 
you know, with shades on, <laughs> just kind of like indoors, and they were already wasted, whatever. And I went, oh, no. And they rented it for like five days or something. They came in. They did a shit ton of laundry. And after two days, uh, the woman disappears. And these, these are like in, the, in their 20s, like maybe. Early and you don't know who 20s. they are. Don't know who they are. Okay. Iconic. And this guy is still around, and he's just like upset and uh, dude and I never went I never go near the room and it's on the other side of the house it's like mm, all right I give people their privacy so. but I do start like you know I've locked away anything val I don't have much valuable but I've locked whatever I have away I you know and so it just gets weirder and weirder he's coming in and out at all hours of the day and uh and he one time he's in my office he's like crying He's like, dude, I don't want to do it. I was like, hey, I'm not your dad or your shrink or <laughs> whatever it is. Figure your shit out. And he was like a young, good-looking white guy. And this, guy, this guy's a fucking mess. He's like, you have everything going for you, and you're, you're a mess. I didn't say that, but in so many words, I kind of did. But figure it out. It's not my problem, dude. Whatever you got to do. And I said, if you need a meeting or something, he admitted that he had been through rehab. I was like, you want me to make a call? I'll do that. Yeah. If you, uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be like kind to people. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and I said, but whatever it is, Thursday at 11, you're, you got to go. That's it. You got you to gotta go. That's the deal. Thursday at 11 comes. I knock on the door. There's no answer. No answer. I crack open the door. He's not there. I open the door. And I was like, it's nowhere to be found. I just start gathering up his stuff. And I open up the... Um, nightstand and there's just like needles a cook spoon crack pipe uh oh <coughs> my god and i was just like oh man so i actually picked up the you know this little cheap ikea nightstand i take the whole thing out and put it on the porch i take everything off like all the sheets and uh, everything i'm just wiping everything down and i call up airbnb and I'm like what, what am i supposed to do here he's gone he's got my house key i don't know where he is um, I call a locksmith, change the lock. And so, and by the way, Airbnb, no help whatsoever. They're still like that. They're still, I'm still on hold, I think. Yeah. <laughs> seven years ago. And, uh, it's a fine. I, I, I get a locksmith over, get, I call the police cause I just like, this guy comes back and he's weird. Uh, you know, I just don't want any kind of, yeah. <laughs> police never come. LAPD, server protect, too, yeah. never come. Yeah. And uh, I call out, oh, the woman at the police department, I said, yeah, it's, I've, so this is a tenant problem? I go, no, it's an Airbnb. It's a, what is that? What is that? Airbnb had been out for a few years. It's like, you don't even know what, okay, fine. They never showed up. Uh, locksmith, there in a second. That guy was right on it. Yeah, he was about to make 100 bucks for yeah. changing a fucking key. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, and, and long run, the guy eventually, you know, I had changed the lock. Then I felt kind of fine, and I put all the shit on the on the <laughs> in the front of the house. Yeah. A car pulls up at like three o'clock in the afternoon. He gets out with another guy, and they just gather his stuff, and he leaves. And uh, eventually, I will say, Airbnb eventually reimbursed me for the dry cleaning yeah. of the bedding and the uh, lock. So they when did, did do that. When did you realize it was Sid and Nance? When did you realize who it was? I think I, I, you know, I've been around people on drugs before. I mean, I had a inkling. But as soon as she left and he starts, you know, he broke a glass. He dropped a glass in my. That's. 
Such an L.A. story. It was just a mess. And it was just funny because it was just my uh, cousin had a place and she would Airbnb in, in Harlem in New York. And the advice she gave me was don't don't rent to Americans. And I was like, that's interesting. That is interesting. It's like, do you still goes, rent out to Airbnb? No, no, no. You don't do it anymore? No, no. Yeah. Get out I, of that. I game. said, why, why don't you rent to Americans? He goes, oh, because they're assholes. And I went, oh, come on. And then I got burned by Americans. And you're like, all right, should have <laughs> listened. Right. I'm fascinated on you being a, a native Angelino. Are you I don't fasc- meet too many. Are I'm you not fascinated, fascinated, but it's. People have been fascinated. Um, I know, I am from here. I would never raise a child in the city having <laughs> grown up here. So I will not be staying here when I have kids. But yeah, I'm from Calabasas. Like I told you, don't hold it against me. I I didn't fit in there if it makes you feel any better. Well, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know no, anything you about it. You say like you're from Calabasas and people are like, oh, okay, I get it. They're well, like, oh, you're like a Kardashian. I'm like, I have the accent, but I'm not like. <laughs> It was a very strange place to grow up. It's hard to describe to people because I, I just shot a show for uh, some cable network that I, you can never find. I don't even know what it is. But it's for super low budget. But it's basically, it was called Most Amazing Homes. And I would walk into these literally $20, 25000000 million homes with a realtor. And uh, we would talk about, ooh, and I would go, ooh, look at that. What's this made of? You know, that kind of, just right. house porn, yeah. basically. I call Love it. that. But we w- we shot a, a couple houses up in Calabasas, and there was, and I knew nothing about the area. And for people who don't know, this is like, it's not L.A. It's considered city of L.A., but you're not in like in Hollywood. It's, it's, it's a suburb. It's basically. like a suburb. It's it's as um, far out you can get in the L.A. County. It's still it's be city limit. Of, yeah. of Malibu, um, and then like the edge of the valley. Yeah. So then, and then the next county is Ventura County. Right. So you're on the edge, but it's still it is still L.A. County, and it's like. Close to everything. But we were shooting like where those Kardashians and Hidden people hills live. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd go in and there was like a gated community. Yeah. And then we were driving through the gated community where the homes are nuts. Then you get to a second gate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is the place. This is where they. No, I know. Oh, okay. So it's two gates. And it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Let me put it this way. Growing up in L.A. was like, um. I lost my virginity to the girl who was head of the bling ring. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like to grow up in Los Angeles, which is why I will not be raising my children here. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. The one with the most epic. I don't want to say the name because, I don't know, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> but, you know, those, those, uh, the most iconic, Nancy Joe. this is. Who played her in the movie? Emma Watson. Oh, Harry Potter girl. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that's what I was dealing with at like 14. And I just also was like a really weird kid who did not – I socially had a hard time. I ended up going to boarding school. I went to Idlewild. Um, do you know where Idlewild is? Is it in uh, – The mountains above Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an arts academy up there. Oh, I had no idea. So it's like fame, but gayer and more <laughs> Asians. So it was gayer really than fame. Gayer than fame. Uh, everybody is that there possible? was like j- jazz this was hands. Before, this was before like TikTok made everybody <coughs> sexually. So fluid. this is Glee. This was Glee this was High Glee School on crack though. It was like <laughs> we were, and it was half international. And I will say one of the biggest things, and this is a, we were supposed to be talking about you, but <laughs> okay, I'll talk about myself. Uh, <laughs> I opened a can of worms here. One of the things that I loved about Idlewild and that school was that it was 50% international. And that blew me up into, like, so into travel. Oh, there's another world there. And these people are all right. And everybody was, like, we were all, like, 14, 15, 16. It was high school. Yeah. But it was, like, 
child prodigies from Bulgaria, from China, from Wales, from uh, there was one kid from Afghanistan who was like never allowed back in because he fled Afghanistan. Yeah. Like crazy stories, and I was like, oh, the world's cool. And that kind of my roommates were from Denmark, and like I went to go visit them, and that started my travel obsession yeah. mo- more than anything else. So that's completely. Yeah. I, w- I wonder about it because it's like, you know, it's so far off from how I grew up. You're <laughs> Just from like Chicago, you said. Yeah, for I grew up outside of Chicago. Where? Uh, like a My mom's small from Skokie. suburb outside of, uh, oh, north. They were hardcore Jews up in Skokie. Yeah. They were they were in the epicenter. Do you see this fro? Yeah. <laughs> my, the background on my phone is bagels. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Yeah, I was, uh, no, I was not in that area. Where so I was from? south of the city in a town called University Park, which is a little crappy suburb about 45 minutes so you're like outside. a nice midwestern guy well no it was interesting because <coughs> and you have a jewish name yeah i know my dad's jewish my mom's catholic so there's oh the jokes so there's the first jokes you're right your parents wrote that yeah joke sure for you. Yeah, yeah bought our bingo cards wholesale that kind of oh thing oh my god yeah, they write themselves well the good thing about having a jewish dad and a catholic mom is like jewish dads are very generous and catholic moms are very very gr- um grateful for everything that's a good combo <laughs> was that your experience or no no Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Just, take that back. But no, it's just so funny just because, like, I didn't know really anybody from uh, outside of where we were from. You know, like, where I grew up, to say you wanted to even be in show business was like saying, you know, my, like, I wanted to be on the moon. Yeah. You know, they pat you on your head and go, no, what do you really want to do? What's right. That's not a real job. So I didn't know. I came back from college, and I went to, like, a state school. In, in Illinois. And, uh, you know, that tr- first trip out of the country just blew my head open, right. you know. And I came back, and I always loved stand-up, you know, watching it on TV, and I would see guys come to college. But I didn't know the first thing about how to get in it. How to, uh, I thought you had to be in Hollywood or something. I didn't. Yeah. And Holly- California seemed like another country. It was so far away. It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I started, as soon as I was old enough, I started going to comedy clubs and started, sometimes you have to just see people who look like you doing the thing you're doing. You're like, oh, it can be, so we can do that, right? And so I saw people my own age up there who are just kind of from the area. Well, he's up there doing it. I think I could probably suck that badly up there because I didn't come out of a performing background. I was a newspaper writer mm-hmm. out of college. You know, I was studying journalism and PR, that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I didn't come from a performing background or anything, but then I uh, saw people my own age up there doing it, and I was like, oh, you can just get up there? And they're actually – and I don't know if I – you know, how – if I hadn't gone to Europe or hadn't traveled on my own a little bit and kind of like – I wouldn't know if I had the balls to do something, like strike out and like, okay, I'm going to try it. And then once I tried it, that was it, like – Hooked. Yeah. Yeah. My head blew open again, and then then I had something to shoot for, and then I always kind of knew I would come out here eventually. But I went to New York first for a little bit, and then came out. I think it's so interesting. It's like a lot of people, you know, when I started doing stand up, was like, uh, you know, there are there are actual funny people. I'm not gonna do it. Like, I'm funny for my friend group, or I'm funny for like whatever. But there's like professionally funny people, and then you go <laughs> and you see that like most of the professional funny people are just not that funny, <laughs> or like 
they also don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they're like winging. Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess I could. So I yeah. feel like you know, and it takes work. You got to try stuff out, and yeah. you bomb, and yeah. you still, you know, seeing you see, your you're idols, usually seeing the polished thing on TV. Seeing your idols bomb though was like one of the most liberating thing ever. Like I've seen some of the greats oh, yeah. eat shit, and I was like, oh my god, it never. First of all, well, it's both horribly d- like you're just like, oh god, it never ends. Like you never get, you're never free from the idea you might bomb. But also, it's very liberating where you're like, oh, I've seen some of the greatest comedians of all time who are geniuses, comedic geniuses, yeah. just completely eat shit. And I was like, that f- makes me feel better. Also, like, yikes. But makes yeah. me feel better. You know, that, like, everyone's sort of winging it and trying their best. And you have off nights. And yeah. you know, sometimes you're just not there all the way. So the only time I worked with George Carlin was at the Comedy Magic Club oh. down in Hermosa. It was about six months before he died or maybe or maybe a little more. So but jealous of you. And it was, uh, I think he was trying to warm up for his his next special and he was you know frail and uh still before the show and this is a guy who was probably 80 or something and he's like still into his notes recording himself writing it down you know just working just still working mm-hmm. and uh not everything worked <laughs> you know but he had he was in a smaller club just trying it out and it's just like yeah you're right it never it i listened ends. to this guy's albums growing up ends. and then just like yeah, he's still out there banging it away it's not like a musician where you can go up and Play your say ten, same ten hits, and you know people applaud. Right. You got to keep writing all the time. Especially now, everything is a clip. Everything yeah. gets posted. Everything gets like told right away. And content just gets, you know, the internet is just a content chewer, and yeah. is once it's out there, it's it's out there. Yeah, we are we are ruining the, the art form. Um, I. <laughs> I uh, I have a couple of questions about your they travel related. We got off track. Here. Sorry about that. Eh, it's comedy and travel. And honestly, you're fascinating. Oh, right? so stop no it. one's no one's bored. Um, okay. Do you have any tips for like three things everyone has to have when they're traveling? Products or like look like things that you're just like everyone should have this in their backpack or um, patience. <laughs> That's a big one. Okay. Um, chargers. Extra spare batteries, mm-hmm. if you're like, especially if you're into posting things and. Uh, yeah, you got to put the vibes on the internet, you know. <laughs> you got to capture the vibes and then, phone eats first. You yeah, know? and honestly, before, you know, going back to our earlier conversation, I never go anywhere without like stomach medicine. What's your What's your go-to? Are you a, a, a Pepto? I'm or an Imodium, Imodium guy. Imodium. I I've been trying to get them to sponsor this podcast. Oh. I'm like, if I could do globe potting by Imodium, I will have peaked. My problem with Imodium is it works too well. Like I take it and then you don't shit for a week. <laughs> I, I don't go for a week, and it's like maybe I will break these in half now. Yeah. And then I have pills for the other thing. You got a micro. When you're blocked do- up, and then you got the. Uh, you got a microdose Imodium. Yeah, Ducolax, I think, is the other ones. So never leave without those and. I love talking about shit. It's like <laughs> I'm noticing that. I just feel like it's so. Because we all do it. It's so prime. It's like it, it just cuts. Once we start talking about pooping, what cannot, what can't we talk about? I feel yeah. closer to you now that I know. Because <laughs> everybody like. does it. Everybody the does queen. it. Um, well, the queen. Well, God rest her soul. Not, no, the queen doesn't shit. <laughs> um, okay, do you have any tips for finding like cheap flights, car rental? Like what, what are services you're using that you're like, this is a good, they, they have um, shit? I've used Scott's cheap flights in the past. Uh, I'm on their a, list. This um, is a new thing. People I usually book through Skyscanner. Okay. Um, Mainly because they usually have some uh, smaller local regional airlines that like big sites like Expedia and stuff don't mm-hmm. usually have in other countries. And uh, there's a thing called Auto Slash that uh, I've used before in booking rental cars. Like you 
tell them where you want to you reserve it but if they find a cheaper price they'll let you know they'll give you an alert and that kind of thing so that's worth checking out for people auto slash okay love to hear it that's a new one we haven't gotten that one on the pod before Mm -hmm. auto slash auto slash okay let's do a little rapid fire okay um because you are a seasoned traveler seasoned so let's go through it we're gonna do a little rapid fire segment best places for couples uh any islands but uh i would definitely go to uh santorini okay great okay (laughs) best places for singles who want to party rio great (laughs) i fucked a guy in rio and then he punched me in the face after he came by accident (laughs) okay you don't just drop that and uh, we don't move on okay i i know this is rapid fire but i will say i talked about this in the episode on episode one premiere with taylor tomlinson go listen to it um i i did last time i was standing with her oh yeah did you yeah Yeah, that that was the episode we did Oh, that's great. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, I def I like went out with my friend and met this hot, hot guy in um, Rio, and we ended up hooking up. And then we were so fucked up, and we, um, sorry, Dad. Uh, we yeah. Were, we were so fucked up. We, when he came, he punched me in the face and didn't realize it. Didn't and I realize had a, it. I had a black eye. <laughs> I don't think violence against women is okay. I yeah. don't condone violence. Don't punch <laughs> is that what you, girls. Is, is that what you explained to the cop when he was like, well, it's the black guy? I literally, I wa- he walked me back to my hostel at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I woke up my friend that I was traveling with, and she was like, what happened to your face? Was he just lifting his arm? I was I, on top. I, well, I don't care. Okay, we I, have to I, know I the uh, no, position to I, how would this work. I don't care. I have no, obviously I have no boundaries. <laughs> I, I was on top, and he came, and I think he just was like, ugh, and, like, punched me in the face, and I, like, got it right in the hook in the eye. And then I saw him the next day because he was working at my hostel, and he was like, what happened to your face? And I was like, you happened to my face. And he was like, I would never punch a woman. And I was like, bro, (laughs) I didn't punch myself in the eye fucking you. Like, this didn't happen. Anyway, that's what happened, and... (laughs) I still would recommend it because he was gorgeous. Uh, needless to say, it did not come. Okay. okay. Um, best place for a solo female traveler. I know you're not a female, but you know you know what's up. Um, you 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 seem with it. <coughs> anywhere uh, anywhere in Europe and uh, you know Australia, New Zealand, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, best place for a non-obvious honeymoon destination. Non-obvious. Yeah, like let's not like obviously multi coast whatever, but like yeah, let's get out of Lake Como. Uh, non-obvious. A uh, safari. <gasps> yes! Yeah. That's my boy. <laughs> um, okay. Best place for destination weddings. Oh, I've never had a wedding, so. Have you ever been to a destination wedding that you're like, this was cool? Or if you were going to have a destination wedding, which one would you pick? Depends where people are coming from. You're asking a lot of people to fly to a wedding. You know what I mean? These days, they're just like. So you're creating a cool experience. I though. went to a, the best one. I went to I went to one in Sicily, which was great. My best friend from high school got married in Sicily, and in a 400 year old church that her parents got, her parents were off the boat, Sicilian, so they got married in the same church. Oh, that's in Palermo. Cool. That was cool. I'd fly for that. Yeah. that's cool. And okay. I did. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so, that so was maybe cool. some maybe some place that has like some family backstory. Yeah. Um, best place for adventure seekers. Adventure seekers. Ooh. You want to do some, like, uh, you might kill yourself doing this. You have to sign a lot of releases. On New Zealand. Trip. New Zealand. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like they have a, a lot of really good um, bungee jumping in New Zealand. Yeah, they're, they're very into extreme sports and stuff there. Best and place it's beautiful. Sorry. 
Sorry, go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> best place for expats. Expats. Oh, boy. Well, in terms of price, I've, I've met so many of them in uh, Central America and like Panama, Costa Rica, that kind of thing, and Mexico. But Portugal is now the hot new place. It having really just come is. from there and met with a guy whose job is is to he's got a whole expat business because helping you can expats. buy you can buy eu citizenship by just like getting a place in portugal now uh yeah it's it's just it's the lifestyle of like italy and spain but without Cheaper. a lot of the bureaucracy and the, they just made it easier to get a visa and that kind of stuff dying to go there i that's one of my number one places I it's want great to. um okay best place for a first-time international traveler uh, if you're American, you do what I did. My first international trip, I mean, solo trip was Australia, just because there's no real culture shock there. It's just easy to get around, and it's safe, and it's pretty, and, you know, it's easy. It's just far. A lot of shrimp <laughs> on the Barbies. Yeah. Um, okay, best place for backpackers or budget travelers? Uh, Asia, like Vietnam, Laos, Thailand. Best place for groups? Groups. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like traveling in groups. I feel but you. <laughs> but if you have to, let's say you're planning a bachelor party or um, you're planning like a big, I don't know, someone someone's making you plan a big group. Where would you take I it I think to? any major um, any any major city like in Europe or something like that where um, there's just options for a lot of people, you know, a lot of different options to do. Mm -hmm. uh, best place for nature lovers? Uh, Switzerland. Back to New Zealand again, and then Africa. Okay. Um, bougie, ultra-luxury travelers. <laughs> People who are like, I'm trying to spend some dollars and flex. Uh, well, the only Caribbean island that I really was like, oh, this is really nice, was uh, St. Bart's. Okay. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. People who are bougie but on a budget. Uh, Bali. Okay. And uh, best place for foodies. Italy and Thailand. Um, family vacations with little kids. Uh, just just uh, stay home. Go to, go to Orlando. Be done with it. Just go to Orlando. You're the second person who said that. <laughs> yeah. um, anxious travelers. People who are just like nervous about everything to do with travel. Nervous about everything. Just anxious. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, if you're nervous about, tra yeah, don't leave. But, you know, any kind of like first world wealthy country like uh, Europe. I mean, go to England. Okay. I guess that's nice. England and Ireland. Best place for fashion lovers, and you cannot say Paris or Milan. Uh, New York and Tokyo. Okay. Um, people trying to heal or looking for some spiritual growth. <laughs> well, back to Bali a little bit. And uh, I guess uh, I've heard Morocco. A lot of people go for that kind of thing. But Costa Rica is good for that, too. Okay. And then last but not least, this is globetrotting. Hello. Best place for people looking to fuck. Rio. Okay. <laughs> just make all sure of Brazil, pretty uh, much. Just make sure to avoid that guy. Who yeah, like, don't who get punched in the face. Made me blind. That's horrible. It was fine. I my <laughs> eye healed and I lived to tell the tale. And he was so pretty. So you know something about getting off the plane in Brazil. You just like anything goes. Yeah, we gotta have sex, right? Somewhere. It's like I mean, I don't know what's in the air there. Is it, is it the rhythms? Is this <laughs> the something. people are gorgeous and everyone's really friendly and it's just like it's a culture that's like it lends itself to fucking because you're like yeah. drinking, you're partying, you're on the street, you're dancing, you're up close and personal with people like you're just rubbing up against. Yeah. People. And it's every foreplay, every bit know. of clothing is like designed for the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's, like 
gym's on the beach, so you're, yeah. like, working out constantly. You're, like, it's just, like, a lot of bodies yeah, on display. Gorgeous people. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of those places where, like, if you're single, go there. If you're in a relationship, give your partner a hall pass. <laughs> Because, like, yeah. let them at it, you know? That's what I said. That was like, that'd be the worst for, like, honeymooners. It's like, oh, what it's did we do? It's what a did good we honeymoon do? spot if you guys are, like, into <laughs> swinging or threesomes yeah. or, like, into some cool shit. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Anything coming out that you want to pimp out? Pimp out. Um, well, if you look around for Most Amazing Homes, it's out there in the dial. It was, like, something called uh, AWE, A Wealth of Entertainment. It used to be called The Wealth Channel or something. But uh, now I'm still doing my podcast. I've been doing it for about 11 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, because, you know, as a comic, when podcasts were really kind of starting out and getting popular, I just didn't want to do what a lot of the, my friends were doing, which is just like two guys in a room just, you know, bullshitting. Yeah. About <laughs> I want to do something where it was really kind of like um, I never got bored of talking about mm-hmm. travel. And, you know, probably as well as I do that a lot of people it's hard to talk about people are like why don't you talk about it more in your act well a lot of people have not been a lot of places it so is they don't really relate and then you have to run the risk of coming off like oh look at me I'm traveling around the world and totally so it's it, hard it's hard it's also like it's one of those topics that's like <coughs> <coughs> sorry no you're good um it's also it's like a lot of travel content is so boring I find it to be yeah. incredibly boring I'm like it's either very Technical, like travel logs. Yeah, like travel news. See this. Here's some tips. Yeah. Or it's just very, like, self-absorbed. Yeah. Unlike a podcast. Right. Um, Not like this. But, like, not like this. But I just, it's hard. It's hard to make travel funny in a way that feels accessible to people. Right. Because a lot of people. Can't relate. They can't relate. Either they they haven't been many places for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, They either, whether it's money or fear or whatever it is. um, And there's a knee-jerk kind of defense from some people. Like my brother's never been out of the country. Yeah. I have an older brother. He's never been. Which was amazing to me. Um, in my family too. I, I love it. And I have siblings that are just not into it at all. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it's like I'm obsessed with it. It's curiosity. And some people just don't have it. And you can't make people interested in something they're just not interested in. It blows me away that they're not interested. What are you? What, what, is, what is the thing that sparkles for you the most about traveling? Like what is it that like gets you off the most with it? I think uh, it humbles, it humbles you. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you realize how big the world is, and you're just a little tiny part of it. Um, we get wrapped up in our own lives, and and um, certainly as Americans, because our culture and everything is so pervasive and so big that um, you forget there's a whole, you know, it's a billion Chinese who couldn't give a shit about you <laughs> or or me or anybody. You know, it's just kind of like you realize, oh, I'm just a little piece in this little bigger mm-hmm. thing and it's good and it and you need it you know and, and like perspective of what's happening politically or whatever it is in the country you realize that so many countries have been through all this many times over mm-hmm. and we're just new we're like this big fat teenager who's experiencing everything for the first time we over dramatize everything's a giant crisis and they're just sitting people <laughs> all Europe's looking at us like oh you got your first wannabe dictator We've had eight of them. Yeah, so true. Yeah, we've had, you know, we've seen it all. China's laughing their ass. <laughs> it was like, what are you, 240-something years old? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that first trip out of the country. I, w- I was in Germany. I was touring a castle with some friends of mine. Where, and the guide had said, 
was talking about all the lands and the family that lived in this castle. I said, just out of curiosity, how long did that family rule all these? She said, about 450 years. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure they thought it was going to last forever, too. And then one day, it doesn't. That is kind of terrifying, you know. I think it is. Especially because America, we're, we're like, oh, we're the superpower. It'll always be this way. And it's like every no. single superpower had to Every empire has ended. Everyone. And it's like, it, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean... I still think this is a great country, and despite all of our problems. I think I'm, pr- you know, I. It's hard when I th- anytime you say I'm, I, it's a great country, and a part of it, people are like, "Oh, you're an alt right psycho," and it's no. like, no, I, I have patriot only in the sense that I've traveled so much, I've seen it can be so much worse other places. Yeah. And I think that it's an experiment what we're trying to do, and I think like it's not perfect. We have so many problems, but I do think that at the end of the day. The goal of the experiment is something that I really re- I find very inspiring. Yeah. Um. The the mission don't we don't get it right a lot of the time and we fuck up a ton and we have a lot of problems but the goal of what America is supposed to be about is still very exciting to me and no, very and inspiring it's to me. Yeah, and and uh, you do learn also that there is no perfect place. No. You know, <laughs> just racism here, exists everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. corruption. Everywhere. It's bad. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do better. There's a lot of things we do well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, once you – this all-or-nothing thing, it's just like my, my brother would be very – I remember he's into, like, fishing and, and camping and that kind of outdoorsy kind of stuff. Yeah. And I said – I had just come back from, like, New Zealand. And mm-hmm. I said, you would love it there. I mean, it's perfect for you. Everything you do there, it's great. It looks like Alaska, but it's, you know, it's amazing and all that. And it was like a pause. He's just like, well, I think there's a lot of things to see here. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's there not are. an either or yeah. situation. Yeah. You can like both. Yeah, and so there's this weird kind of defense. Just because I say I like somewhere else, that doesn't mean I hate America. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like I can like both. I can do. What is uh? What's some of your favorite like stateside? What are some of your favorite places to see around here? Uh, in the states. In the states. I, well, I have been to all fifty. The national parks are pretty amazing. You've been That's to all fifty states. Yeah. Oh wow. That's been. Hey, you do the road enough, you'll That's true. <laughs> you'll You're get like, them all. Oh wow, I love, I love. What's that comedy place in Utah in Salt Lake City? What's the big one? Uh, is it Wise Guys? Or I don't know. I remember when Taylor was on, she told we talked about like she's like, why did you stop doing stand? I was like, because I started doing this travel. I got this travel gig where I was doing like comedy hosting yeah. and whatever. And uh, I'll I'll cut all this, but um, mm-hmm. but I uh, you know, and I was like, do I rather be in a depressing? comedy club in the middle of like Tulsa or do I want to be in Fiji for free making fun of whatever eating whatever fucking whoever having the best time ever <laughs> I think I'll choose that yeah. and you know but but the states has some incredible places like if you were uh if you were to tell someone like hey you know I- in the, the states these yeah. three places you gotta go see in terms of nature the kind of things you have to see here I mean there's the Grand Canyon and Yellowstone and things like that are pretty amazing um I mean, those are unique the things that you're not going to see anywhere else, really. Um, it's, there's a handful of cities. The, my problem with America usually is that um, you see enough of it, they just run together after a while. You could be in downtown Dallas, and downtown Denver, and downtown Phoenix, and downtown Atlanta, and it all looks exactly the same. Big glass buildings. There's the Starbucks next to the Burger King, next to the Walmart, next to the th- it all just kind of runs oh my together. God. Nowhere is more annoying than Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix is like if 
corporate America. It's like corporate America's wet yeah. mecca. Everywhere you look, there's like Chase Bank, yeah, Starbucks, and like and fries, fries, like the electronic store. And I'm like, oh my god. And so that's the depressing part. Yeah. I mean, you could wake up and not know where the hell you are. And but there's a handful of cities that are pretty unique. You know, New York, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, San Francisco. And I usually tell people if they're coming out west to go to San Francisco and not here. Yeah. Because it's just better. That it's prettier. Yeah. It's easier for tourists. Yeah. You don't need a car. Um, L.A. is a pain in the ass for. I uh, think if you're like tr- road tripping, I think like doing Utah, the, the canyons Utah, in Utah, Wyoming, all that stuff. So during COVID, so I knocked out. I had two s- states left, and it was Wyoming and Montana. <gasps> so I got in the car and I hit the and the southern canyons of Utah. Yeah. I really hadn't seen. Gorgeous. I had been to. Um, Zion, but I hadn't been to like Bryce Canyon mm-hmm. was like nowhere else I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go? Did you drive through um, uh, Monument Valley and Valley yeah, of the Gods yeah. and Monument all of Valley that? Oh my God! I I did a bunch of mushrooms in the car. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't driving, <laughs> but I was with my the guy I was dri- dri- driving with, and I and he punched you in the face. Everyone <laughs> likes to punch Everyone me in the fucking face. Everyone punches me in the face. You know, I am one of those personalities where people go, you could use I a, could good, see it. a good face I, punch. I could see it. Um, no, but I, I, was dri- I did a bunch of mushrooms, and I just drove. we drove through Valley of the Gods, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so it's cool. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So go America, I guess. <laughs> and the probably New Orleans is probably the uh, most unique city, I mm-hmm. think, in the country, just for the it's, – because it's like no other town. Delish. Because of the French influence and the food is different, the music. It, the architecture, everything about it is just kind of only that place. So that's one I usually tell people. It's just harder to get to because usually they pick one coast or the other, and it's like a separate trip to go to yeah. New Orleans and stuff. But so massive. And they all want to go to Vegas, and I try to talk about it. Get out of Vegas. Vegas <laughs> sucks. I know. I'm sorry, but the shorts in public situation is out of control. <laughs> I've never. You'll never see so many men's hairy feet. It's so gross. It's not fun. There are so many great cities in the U.S. Don't go to Vegas. It's expensive. If you want to spend money, Venmo me. Don't go to Vegas. That's the thing. It used to be cheap. And now they just discovered, oh, we can just charge people and they'll pay it. So gross. Uh, Where can people find you, Mike? Uh, You can find me at funnymike.com is my main uh, comedy site for showbiz. You want to see all my reels are there and things like that. And um, I'm trying to think upcoming gigs. I'm doing the Comedy Magic Club a bit now that I'm back in town, but I just have some I have like three more ships I got to do before the end of the year. Um, oh my God, that sounds so fun. TravelTalesPodcast.com and Travel Tales, we're on everywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. We're on Spotify, we're on yeah. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, you know, all of them. You have all the good travel tales. Yeah, we do. And you can uh, come on sometime, I hope. I would love to come on. That'd I be would great. love to. I, I'm glad that we have this new budding friendship. I mean, I <laughs> consider us we're, friend, we're best friends now. Best, besties. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to teach you all about how to create the good vibes. Yeah. You know? I'm going to think about when there's sweet, uh, street sweeping on my street. I'm so That's sorry. When I'm invite you. Don't hold this against me. I'm that so exact sorry. Moment I'm of the such week. a nightmare. I'm so sorry. I'll have to, honestly, <laughs> that's a good tip for me. And I hear you. I will, not make that three. I will not make that mistake again. I honestly don't know what that, because I never <laughs> use it. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I made it here. You know what? The next time we hang, first round's on me. Oh, I'll take you up. As a so sorry for the street, for the extra okay. couple blocks. It's okay. Um, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for, oh, um. Funny Mike on Twitter and uh, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. Okay. And I'll link, I'll have all of his, uh, where you can find You'll have all my stuff. Thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. Everybody likes you. Oh. You're a nice boy. Thank you. Uh, All right. See you next week on Globe Clouding with Chelsea Frank.